Welcome back to My Life Plus 25. My name is Mario Chavez, and for the last 17 years, I have been incarcerated for something that I didn't do. And this platform is part of my ongoing fight, and you all make it possible with your contributions and your support and your messages and your kindness and your tweets and your everything that you do on social media to make people aware of what's going on. And thank you. Thank you for that. I mean, I, I don't say it enough. Thank you. And as you all know, this platform is one of my my defense weapons for speaking truth to power and righting the wrong that I have been living for the last 17 years. And every week, my voice is broadcast to the world as a way of not being silenced by my circumstances, as a way of bringing awareness not only to my situation, but to the overall reality of the systemic corruption that infects our justice system and likewise our democracy. You know, recently, I heard uh, President Joe Biden say, and I quote, we've got to prove democracy works, right? That's what he said. And I don't think much was made of that statement when he made it, but we should all stop for a moment and really consider the gravity of the situation that we are all in when the leader of the free world publicly says that democracy needs a publicity boost. It's actually a frightening statement because what the leader of the free world is saying is that democracy isn't working and we need to prove that it does. He doesn't seem concerned that democracy as we know it isn't working. His concern is behind convincing the world that it does, period. Now, who does this sound like? How is this any different than Trump trying to convince the world of election fraud? We all remember the infamous conversation that he had with the Georgia official, right, encouraging him to find votes. Now, President Biden isn't saying, look, everyone, obviously our current brand of democracy isn't working. And as a country, as a nation, we need to come together and get to the root of why it isn't working. We need to reform our democratic process so that people can once again believe in it. He's saying, we've got to prove democracy works. And I'm sorry to have to be the one to say this, but democracy shouldn't need a PR campaign. We're talking about freedom here, people. It's unfortunate to say, but telling us to try to find a way to prove that something that doesn't work, works. Seems a lot like what any dictator or tyrant would say. And I would like to think that I'm, I'm taking his words out of context, if not for the fact that I'm speaking to you right now with a governmental boot firmly affixed to the back of my neck. It's kind of hard to believe in democracy and freedom when your life is proof positive that corruption rules, corruption votes, and corruption is what democratic institutions have become. Now, I'm not saying that every politician, governmental official, prosecutor, or law enforcement agency is corrupt. But enough of them are corrupt, and that's all it takes. Now, listen, this week on Substack, I wrote um, a piece titled, Bill Cosby's Freedom is a Sign of Hope. And as I was writing this, I can literally see people rolling their eyes to this because people know that by Cosby's own admissions, he sexually assaulted Andrea Constant in his Pennsylvania residence in 2004. That's the facts. And... And the idea that I'm seeing to be celebrating Cosby's overturned conviction and liberation rubs people the wrong way. On social media, people have touted it as another example of corruption, privilege, the fact that, that people with fame and money and power aren't being held accountable for their actions. And if you go by what the media says or go by what social media gossip says, 
that's exactly what you're left believing. But ever since I heard his lawyer, Brian Perry, give an interview with Bruce Barquet and Ida Lessingring on Crime and Justice Radio on July 5th, I knew that there was more to this case than just fame and wealth helping Cosby avoid prison. I don't doubt for a second that his wealth, fame, and privilege have served him well in this process. But after reviewing the details of his case, it was extremely apparent that despite his actual culpability, his conviction was entirely based on governmental misconduct. Cosby's conviction was based on the very, very type of corruption and prosecutorial malfeasance and ambition that puts the president of this nation in a position to have to say that democracy in this country needs a PR push. So let me tell you, as someone who has actually read and has a detailed understanding of Cosby's case, that the then D.A. Furman, right, who allowed personal ambition and social pressure to dictate the prosecutorial decision against Cosby, and in doing so chose to sidestep the law and the U.S. Constitution, shouldn't even be allowed to practice law. Because I fail to see the difference between D.A. Furman and prosecutors like Carlos Vega from Philly and ex-DA Kerry Brandenburg from Albuquerque. These are examples of elected or appointed officials who are charged with upholding the Constitution, but instead piecemeal it out based on their benevolent whims of the moment. They see the Constitution as a hindrance to their personal ambition and career trajectory. And then we have the audacity to wonder why people are reluctant to vote or believe in democracy. Now, I said this in the piece that I wrote on Substack. I don't condone Cosby's behavior. I don't condone his actions. But when the Fifth Amendment says that we are all free from self-incrimination, that is the law. As a somewhat democratic nation, we are free to change the law. But until that happens, the law says that Cosby couldn't be forced to self-incriminate himself. And that's essentially what happened. Initially, Cosby couldn't be prosecuted because... Look, the crime wasn't reported until a year after it had occurred. There wasn't sufficient evidence to substantiate the claim beyond a reasonable doubt for a criminal trial. And since Cosby was constitutionally protected by his Fifth Amendment privilege, there was no legal way to make him talk, which means there was no case. Unless, unless the elected DA at the time were to make the decision to not prosecute, then and only then could Cosby be made to talk and self-incriminate himself. Obviously not in a criminal trial, but in civil proceedings. And that's exactly what happened. This attorney, Bruce Castor, publicly announced and signed a document saying that the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania would not prosecute Cosby for the 2004 incident. That meant, as was Castor's intent, that Cosby would have to testify in Andrea Constant's civil proceedings against Cosby, which led to a civil judgment in Constant's favor of, of $3.38 million dollars. So imagine Cosby's surprise to learn that the successor, right, to, to that DA, now a, then a, a DA Furman, wasn't going to uphold the state's word and wasn't going to uphold the Constitution. Furman prosecuted Cosby using his own inculpatory statements against him in violation of the Fifth Amendment. And what's unfortunate here is that this isn't an isolated incident. Every single day there are prosecutors who sidestep the Constitution for the sake of what they call justice or righteous vengeance. And the majority of America's prosecuted individuals don't have Cosby's fame or wealth or privilege, and their voices go silent. They're unheard. They're inside of tombs, and they can't be heard. 
And in my own case, the Sixth Amendment, right, demands that I be afforded the opportunity to be confronted by my accuser. But like in Cosby's case, the Constitution was told to wait out in the hallway while the state prosecuted me. So I wasn't permitted to cross-examine my only accuser. I mean, how convenient is that? These are precisely the types of governmental misconduct that according to the Bureau of Justice Statistics leads to more than half of all wrongful convictions. And according to the research of the Human Rights Defense Center, there are over 40,000 of those every year. That means that over 20,000 times a year, elected DAs like Furman and Brandenburg all throughout the nation prosecute individuals unhindered by the constitutional tethers that are meant to protect us, our liberties, our property, and our right to the pursuit of happiness. And the obvious question to come from this is how are any of us supposed to, with a clear conscience, convince the world, much less our own country, that democracy works when the evidence shows us again and again that it doesn't? But despite all of that, I know that it can. I believe in democracy over tyranny despite the evidence before me. Despite the gigantic, tyrannical, governmental boot on the back of my neck at this very moment, I believe that free people can chart their own course in life through history, guided by the rule of law, by human decency, and democracy. But let's not sugarcoat this for ourselves. This isn't the reality that we have before us, people. When the supposed leader of the free world takes the presidential podium, before this nation says, we have to prove democracy works. I can't help but hear prosecutors throughout this country saying, we have to prove so-and-so guilty. No, that's not how the legal system is supposed to work. I mean, too often investigations are built and conducted around substantiating investigative theories. The facts are supposed to be gathered, right, in their entirety. And the theories should come from these facts. Instead, we see the opposite happening. So... I understand the frustrations of Amanda Knox, of, of Marty Tancliffe, of Christine Bunch, and every other wrongfully convicted person who has had to sit by and watch as one botched invest investigation after another has costed them decades and countless other secondary consequences to their freedoms and pursuits of happiness. I understand. I get it. Because I'm living it right now. And I'm questioning Biden's leadership when he's telling us to convince the world of something that obviously isn't the case. Because a true leader, right, would say something like, my fellow Americans, the current state of our democratic nation is not sustainable. It's deplorable. For us to take up the charge of leadership for the free world, our institutions must be impeccable. And as we can all see from looking around us, this is not the case. A true leader would point out to us what we should all know, the facts, not hyperbole, not slander against the other political party, simply the facts. They call the presidency the bully pulpit for a reason, but instead of using it for personal, political, or political aggrandizement, let's see our president use it for actual leading or leadership of the nation to a point where we don't actually have to sell the world on democracy. The truth and the facts should sell themselves. Now, I'm tempted to think that democracy won the Cold War only because there was no internet or social media at that time. Because maybe if there had been distributors of truth, whether it be WikiLeaks, WikiLeaks or other brave independent voices willing to speak truth to power, we wouldn't even be you know, going through the motions of democracy right, right now.
I mean, how in the hell are we supposed to sell to the world that we are the center of freedom and democracy when we are the largest carceral state in the world? And not only that, but we wrongfully convict 40,000 people a year, most of those because the state itself chooses who gets constitutional protections and who doesn't based on the ambitional whims of law enforcement and prosecutors. How do you sell that with a clear conscience or even the slightest amount of dignity or integrity? I mean, the truth of the matter is you can't. Now, I'm sorry, Mr. President, but unless you are willing to actually be our leader and step into the trenches with us to make the changes that need to be made so that democracy does work, then you're, all you're ever going to be is, is un pinero, someone who's just selling us something that isn't. Whether it's a, a bridge that connects to nowhere or a war that never ends, it's this type of behavior that makes us not trust you or any politician or the government or its institutions. Because what we need is leadership. True leaders get into the trenches with us, Mr. President. And this is the exact message that we need to be sending our president. Now listen, because I believe in democracy and the power of public voice, I recently started a petition on change.org. And you can find the link to this petition on my Twitter feed at, at Life Plus 25 or by visiting my website at mylife25.com or my Facebook page. Now, this petition at the moment is directed to New Mexico Attorney General Hector Balderas, uh, Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham, and Federal District Judge Kale Riggs. And I'm open to amending this petition to include anyone else who any of you think this petition should be directed to. And the basis of this petition is to shine light on the fact of governmental misconduct, professional ambition, and corruption and how they are permitting the Constitution to be sidestepped so as to arrive at convictions that are illegal and not demonstrative of a democratic republic of free people guided by human decency and the rule of law. This is the reality and truth of my conviction, and the powers that can change this in New Mexico are the people that I've mentioned. And as I've said on social media, and I'll repeat again by signing, you know, by signing this petition, you're not saying that you believe in my innocence. My innocence has to be proven in a court of law. I'm not asking you to believe when I tell you that I'm innocent. You don't need to believe me. I don't need you to believe me. This petition is simply saying that you believe in the rule of law and the Constitution and that everyone, whether they are hated or liked, rich or poor, they should all be afforded a fair trial with constitutional safeguards to protect them against the vast power differential that exists whenever the state prosecutes an individual. Now, you're free to hate me and believe that I'm a womanizing monster if you want. But that doesn't make me a murderer. It's your right to hate me in that you can believe whatever you want to believe, but let us at least share a belief in the Constitution, in a democracy, and act accordingly. So please sign this petition. Visit my website at mylifeplus25.com. Follow the link and sign your name and say that you believe in democracy. I don't care whether where you are from in the world. Please sign the petition because we are going to get more signatures on this petition than there are people in the state of New Mexico. We're going to get millions of signatures. And the hashtag that I'm starting with this is hashtag prove democracy works. Thank you for following me on my platforms. Thank you for donating, for participating, for getting involved in making this fight against injustice possible. Thank you.